the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day in Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka, and it's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. I'm here with Joe Ferraro. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street, also known as Highway 441, right in the heart of town. Have an exciting show for you today, and it, we, we will primarily discuss the tonight's Class 8A Region 1 final against our Apopka Blue Darters traveling over to Sanford to play the Sanford Seminole Seminoles in this key matchup. And to give you just a little bit of an idea of the quality of these two teams thus far this season, Apopka's coming into the game at at 10-1. and Sanford Seminoles coming in at 11-0. Two, literally two of the outstanding high school football teams in Florida and in the country. Joe, I'm really excited about tonight's game. You know, not only that, <clears throat> they moved uh, a popular rankings up yeah, I, across I, I, the board. Yeah, National, really not, yeah. You I know, mean, rankings really don't mean, well, mean it, anything, it, really. Yeah. Well, for for those that don't know, yeah, they do mean something to them. Like, wow, Popka, they're moving up in the rankings, which deservedly so, because they're having a, a tremendous season, and tonight is right. going to be a phenomenal game. And, and one thing rankings do is gives the other team more incentive to get psyched up to, to beat your butt. So, um, but anyway, you know, the big advocate of just playing the game and seeing how who, who's good that way. Um, but anyway, yeah, Popka's getting, uh, you know, obviously an outstanding season. So is Sanford Seminole, and um, we'll have the game for you right right here, right now, tonight. Joe and I, and we'll be joined by Fred Priest. Pre-game 7 p.m., kickoff 7.30 p.m. over at Sanford Seminole. It had a huge victory last week on the road versus Bartram Trail, um, who, by the way, were ranked ahead of us. Um, so it, a lot of good that did them. Um, <laughs> so uh, they, point, point taken. <laughs> and, and gave us a lot of incentive to go up there and, and come back with a trophy. Um, you know, outstanding team, outstanding program, very tough game, hard-fought game. We were behind 13-12 at halftime. As we have done, as we did the week before, as we have done pretty much over the second half of the season, Apopka really kicked it into gear in the second half, played very well in the second half, and ended up actually with a 34-13 to victory after kind of a flurry of touchdowns there in the third quarter. But we look forward to being joined by Coach Jeff Rolson on the phone at 11:10, and we will uh, talk to him about the game tonight, and especially about Sanford Seminole. Before we um, go to Coach Rolson, um, we'll, um, you know, obviously a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, huge victory last week, but it's kind of ancient history now. Apopka comes in uh, with two uh, playoff fixtures under our belt. 
Seminoles got the same. They defeated Jacksonville Mandarin in their first-round game, who's a, who was the defending Class 7A state champion. Uh, they beat them, uh, put 59 points on them, something like 59 to 32, or you know, just really had a big blowout victory over a defending state champion in their first round. And then last week, a closer game, 17-10 to 10 versus Timber Creek from East Orlando. So that's kind of what, that's what they have done thus far. Our two victories were over Flagler-Palm Coast, 42-25. Uh, and then, of course, last week, 34-13 to 13 over Bartram Trail. And, Joe, it was kind of fun to have a Fred Priest joining us last week. You know, it was, yeah, it was. It really was. Fred is just a fabulous font of knowledge because he has intimate knowledge on both sides of being the AD and a head coach. Exactly. And he's most recently has been the head coach at um, Windermere High School for the past two seasons. Of course, he stepped down from that role last week as he kind of transitions into retirement. Fred has been... A, a, you know, a coach um, at various places across the country for over 40 years. Uh, and, of course, he did a fun, phenomenal job serving as our athletic director, helped us get this program launched, actually, during that those days, and uh, presided over our three uh, trips to the state championship game when he was athletic director, as well as a lot of other tremendous accomplishments, including the, the, the Popka Blue Daughter Bowling Dynasties exactly. championships. But right now, we're pleased to be joined by Coach Eddie Sanders, and he's, of course, the current athletic director at Apopka. And, Coach, thank you for joining us. Uh, good day to you. It's a beautiful day out here. Looking forward to tonight, I'll tell you what. A lot, lot of buzz on the campus today, um, you know, even though we're um, getting ready for um, Thanksgiving break. But we got a big game tonight, and I'm um, looking forward to it. And, you know, one of the things, that's, and that's a great point, Coach, and, and you feel a lot of buzz all around um, the metro Orlando area, Central Fort Orange, Seminole County area over this game. You know, a Seminole is the last Seminole County team left standing, so you've got Seminole County rallying around them. Absolutely. And, uh, but now you've got Orange County, to a large extent, uh, rallying around Apopka. So it's uh, a, a lot of interest in this game, not just for fans and citizens of Apopka and Sanford, but for uh, high school football fans across our region. Yeah, I think so. I was watching the um, Florida High School um, show Under the Lights the other night, and um, this was one of the games that was featured. You know, um, taking a look at, um, you know, the Seminole um, with their quarterback and their offense and their athletes that they have, you know, taking on the Apopka defense and, you know, the offense that's kind of put it in gear here the second half of the season. So, yeah, I think this is one of the, um, you know, one of the top matches matchups in the state this this weekend, and there's a lot of them, a lot of them around. Yeah, and to put it in perspective, we we say throw around terms, kind of inside terms like Region One final. Well, which Region One is comprised of all the class? Well, actually, all the teams, but specifically in our case, Class 8A, which is the large school division, the largest schools um, from Central Florida, right here. We we're kind of on the south end of mm-hmm. Region One, all the way up north through Jacksonville, all the way west to Pensacola. So when we're talking about Region One, uh, at of all the high, Class 8A high schools that play football in Florida between here and Pensacola going north and northwest, Sanford Seminole and Apopka are the only two left standing at this point. Yeah, so that's kind of, I think it creates a lot of buzz around here, especially, you know, Edgewater with a home game today and Jones with a home game. But I know with Edgewater, you know, having to uh, host a team from way out of the area. Um, you know, that takes a little bit off just of the buzz a little bit. Um, but but um, when you put a Seminole County team versus an Orange County team in a regional final, 
um, you know, two quality programs, you know, um, Seminole with their state championship, you know, years ago, our, us with our three and four appearances. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge game. And, um, you know, I think everybody knows the, um, you know, the, the outcome is, is probably going to be in doubt right to the end tonight. And that's one thing I'll say briefly. We'll, we'll go to Coach Rolson at 11.10 in just about one minute, 60 seconds or so. Um, we, um, once you get to this round of playoffs in high school football in Florida, playoffs in general, but especially as you go deeper and deeper and deeper, you begin to see really outstanding talent and outstanding coaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, the teams that you see from this point forward are, are just really top-notch high school football. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, every once in a while you may get a little bit of a Cinderella story, but probably not a whole lot at this stage. I mean, you look at some of the other matchups around the state with Lake, Lakeland and Armwood playing. That's not, you know, and then Edgewater could take on the winner of that game. So, I mean, there's just quality matchups everywhere um, with that top athletes that you're going to see in college. A lot of the guys the playing before. tonight in this game, Apopka versus Sanford Seminole, many of them will play college. Um, many, a large percentage of those will play top-notch, you know, Power Five, Division One college football, and then I'm sure some uh, uh, will wind up in the National Football League. That that's the no. quality of high school football we're talking about that'll be played tonight at Thomas Wiggum Field on the campus of Sanford Seminole High School. And we'll have it all for you right here on 1520 WBZW. Joe, I, and Fred Priest. Now we uh, have Coach Rolson on the phone, and we'll go to Coach Jeff Rolson, a Popka head coach, right now. Hello, Coach. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. And uh, first of all, congratulations on an outstanding second-round playoff victory uh, on the road against an outstanding team that went into the game undefeated and was coming off of a first-round 42 to nothing victory uh, over Spruce Creek in their first game. Can you just share your your thoughts and, and, and your you know, about the game last week, the victory over Bartram Tr- uh, Trail? Yeah, well, that was that was a great atmosphere, great place to play, and that's a class program. They do a great job. They're they're humble, they're respectful, they play hard, and they're well coached. And it was awesome to go up there, and you know, it was it was they were up by one and a half, and, and got out there and had some breaks go our way, and our kids kept playing hard. And we pulled away from them, so we were, we're thankful, and, and it was it was awesome. And now, uh, as we look ahead to tonight versus uh, Sanford Seminole, obviously they're getting a lot of acclaim and deservedly so. Uh, what can you tell us about the Sanford Seminole team we'll face tonight? Well, they probably deserve all that acclaim. They they're undefeated. They're number one eight eight team in the state. They they got a athletic quarterback. They've got athletes on the perimeter in the backfield. They're solid up front on the O line. They they run it and throw it. They're probably the closest team to 50-50 run pass that we've seen. Um, and then defensively, they're athletic and, and physical. Um, so, and it's at their place. So it's going to be it's going to be quite a challenge. Speaking with Coach Jeff Rolson on Blue Darter Sports Central today. Of course, we're talking about the Class 8A Region 1 final tonight between our Popka Blue Darters as we travel over to Sanford Seminole. We'll have it all right here on 1520 WBZW, pregame 7 p.m., kickoff 7.30 p.m. Now, Coach, what would you attribute some of the factors um, once we've hit the playoffs to the success the team has had? Oh, you know, I just think it's – 
probably our offensive line kind of solidifying and staying healthy and having that rotation stay the same. Um, I think uh, getting Akeem Brown back helps. I think Loman growing into his the quarterback role um, and, and running the offense. I think that uh, defensively, uh, you know, we've, we've continued to play well and, um, you know, we've had some bumps in the road, but, you know, we've, we've been thankful and fortunate to, to not be injured over there much and keep a solid uh, lineup. So, you know, playoff football is about chemistry. It's about being healthy, you know, and it's about the team that does not want to go home. So that's kind of where we're at. Now, Coach, you had an interesting answer, I thought, last week um, as we were talking about Bartram Trail, and you talked about, you know, as as uh, the defensive-minded coach, um, you thought you were excited. I think you used that word, excited, uh, <laughs> to face Bartram Trail's offense, of course, which was not only explosive and high-powered, but also kind of different. It had various uh, wrinkles. It wasn't uh, the kind of offense that a lot of other people would run. Can you describe your thoughts about facing Sanford Seminole? I mean, that there is, a, you know, they're not maybe not as diverse in terms of all the things that they might do, but uh, obviously, uh, you know, as you said, a high-powered passing attack with a balanced running game. Uh, can you just you know, talk about you know, your your thoughts as, as you prepare to, 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 to face them and defense them? Yeah, you know, Bartram was was an option-style offense um, in the gun, and the, the perimeter screen game was essentially the pitch portion of that. They did have downfield throws. They, they were athletic and gave you a lot of motion, a lot of formation, a lot of that kind of thing. But when we got up there and played them, they abandoned the run quickly. <clears throat> well, they didn't really even try to establish it. So that was different. Or, you know, I, I didn't expect that, um, really. I, I hoped that we could stop their run and make them abandon it, but I think they did it on their own. <clears throat> but I, so, but with um, uh, Seminole, it's more of a pro style. Uh, they're going to have a tight end or an H-back or two of them. Could have three of them in there, but they're going to try to run some power run plays and some zone run plays. Um, their quarterback's capable of running it, but they don't, he, doesn't, he does not... Uh, does not run it much unless he has to, and they don't haven't had designed runs uh, for him, and he's well capable of doing that. So that's something you got to look out for because if you don't plan for it, they're certainly going to in the big moment he's going to pull it and be out the back door on you. Um, so hmm. they try to establish the running game. They have play action off it. And they've got a lot of straight drop back, and it's just they're trying to space you out and uh, put you in uh, conflict in the secondary and try to get their athletes kind of one on one with a two way go and. And uh, you go left, they go right, and then the ball goes up. So you know, they've got, they're more of an intermediate to vertical passing game than, than Bartram was. So we're going to have to put a little more pressure on their quarterback, I think, and uh, keep him in the pocket because he can hurt you with the feet. Phenomenal insights. Um, Coach, uh, Coach Eddie Sanders is here joining us at Porky's. Joe Ferraro is here. Uh, Coach or Joe, you have a, a question or comment for, for Coach Rolson? Well, I just know with Coach Rolson, I mean, um, his whole staff has put in an incredible amount of work this week preparing for the game. Um, but the type of coach that um, that Jeff is is, you know, we got this huge game tonight, and uh, one thing that he's working on today is um, getting as many um, of his players in a couple of these all-star games that, you know, they possibly could play in, you know, in a couple of weeks. I mean, honestly, I hope we're, they're not available. 
But, um, you know, you're going to plan to get him on there just in case. You know, that's the type of coach he is. He's going to do everything he can to um, uh, not only do what's best for the team, but also promote his players and put them in the best position to, um, you know, get to the next level. And, and that's the type of coach he is. He's going to put in that extra work. And coach, I think one of the, uh, and we talked a little bit about this before, but it, it kind of continues to, to to develop, is guys that you weren't hope high profile coming into the season have have emerged either whether they might be first time starters or guys who got to play because of injury. Uh, you know, we've almost got a whole running back by committee of guys that uh, you know were probably second and third teamers. You know, at one point. Um, and, 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 and being, you know, playing those roles very successfully. Uh, can you just talk about just the way that um, you know various elements of the team have have have, it, have progressed this season? Well, you know, the running back situation was was a necessity, and you know, we, if you got a kid that's over there like a Trey Barr uh, Jackson that's over there playing backup safety. And you need a wing that can block, and all of a sudden you find out he can run and he can he can run the counter. And then why sit him over there when he can be a benefit to us on offense? And we've got some, you know, Spivey's another kid that was starting at middle linebacker, and you know I was rotating him with another kid, and we needed a running back, and he went over there and he ran the football and he scored touchdowns, and then he he uh, get our running back back. Now he's playing blocking back as our blocking back now. Doing a great job at blocking back. So he's been a guy that's been extremely valuable to us, you know. And, and talking about him, you got Elijah Augustine, who was a middle linebacker, and uh, he was on off a little bit, but he's had uh, probably a, a great month, solid four weeks of football that's really helped us and helped him. He's done a great job. So, you know, we've, we've just gone with the next man up. Thank you know, thank thank God that Lowman's remained healthy because that'd be the next thing. Then you're going if that happens, you're going to see a couple. You're going to see a linebacker back there lead blocking for for Brown or somebody. We'll do whatever we got to do. Hey, Coach Joe Ferraro here. Got a question? I you know not to throw uh, a, a negative log on this fire, but penalties plague the Blue Darters throughout the whole season. I know last game there wasn't as many, but have you addressed the penalty problem with the guys, especially for the playoffs? Yeah, you know, we don't want to hurt ourselves. We talk about that. We get we get uh, a majority of penalties for movement. Uh, you know, our quarterback maybe uh, leaning forward when we got a guy in motion. I mean, we we just get a lot. I mean, it's happened. And it's not acceptable. So, and then defensively, we we've had some penalties as far as you know being off sides or you know overly uh, rough uh, hits. Sometimes get get flagged, but I don't aggressive and, and, and penalties. I, I don't I don't worry about too much. But we, the the stuff that we can control, uh, like being on sides, like. Not moving like everybody being off on the snap count, those kind of things. We got we need to eliminate, you know. And we don't need drive kills. We don't need drive kills where we're, we're breaking plays and they're getting called back. So, right. you know, we people think uh, we've got a young team. I mean, I've got I'm thinking, just off the top of my head, probably three or four sophomores starting on defense and a freshman. That's that's not, you know, we we got young dudes. And then on offense, we've got the junior first-time quarterback. We've got, you know, 
young young guys up front. It's just we're not we're not a salty, you know, group that's got a bunch of seniors out there. We got a lot of seniors on our team, but we got a lot of youth to play. So, but we have addressed it, and they understand. Coach Jeff Rolson, just one more question, if you if you have time, Coach, and I um. You know, I was out uh, the other night, actually up at Froggers with one of my teammates from from back in the day, Lamar Hughley, and of course we were talking about the the season and the team. And I kind of made the comment to to um, Lamar, and this is just my perception, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I I told him it seems like this team, observing closely, has their confidence has kind of built. Uh, steadily throughout the season to the point where now they seem like a very confident uh, group of guys, even though, as you said, many of them are young, they seem to have been growing into their roles. But anyway, would you, uh, you know, perhaps agree with that or, or would you share your thoughts about, about that perspective? Well, I, I, I'm sure that a, a lot of them are very confident. I think, you know, we just want to, you just want to be aware. You, you don't want to be overly confident. You want to be confident in the fact that you know what your your assignment is and you're confident in the fact that you're going to play hard. That's all that you need to have confidence in. We need to be humble or you're going to get humble. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a game. Anybody can win. Anything can happen. So we just got to go out there and prepare and play as well as we can. And I, I don't think we're – I hope we're not big-headed because I certainly am not. Great perspective, Coach. Well, listen, we uh, look forward to seeing you tonight. Best wishes. Thank you for being so generous with your time with us on Blue Darter Sports Central. Thank you. Appreciate you Coach Jeff Rolson, we'll go to break right now. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, all the, 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 the meaty things that yeah, Coach Rolson shared with us, and we'll continue to talk about the game tonight. Of course, you can hear it right here starting with the pregame at 7 p.m. on 1520 WBZW and our digital platforms. We'll be right back from Portland. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. We're glad you're joining us today. We're on the front porch at Porky's, of course, and we're talking about the regional final tonight, Class 8A regional final, which, um, as I said before, of all the Class 8A football teams in the state of Florida located between Orange County and Pensacola going north and northwest, we're down to two, <laughs> Apopka and Sanford Seminole, and we're playing them tonight over at Sanford Seminole. Uh, we encourage you, of course, all Blue Darters to go to the game and be there in person. If you can't be there in per- person, of course, we want you to listen to us, but if you're, if you're planning to go the game, and we encourage you to do that. Encourage you to get there early because it um, will be a, a most likely a very packed stadium. Not just Blue Darters and Seminoles coming out for the game, but probably a lot of other Central Florida high school football fans will want to, want to see this game. Uh, before we go back to Coach Eddie Sanders and Joe Ferraro, it's great to always have our listeners you know give us a shout out as they drive by here on the front porch at Porky's by blowing the the horn. Um, I want to say give you this word from our friends over at Baptiste Orthodontics. Dr. Andre Baptiste and the great people at Baptiste Orthodontics are proud to call Apopka home for their newest office. Of course, it's conveniently located at 12 South Park Avenue, right across from Kitland Nelson Park. Baptiste Orthodontics offers braces for all ages, including traditional braces, Invisalign, and Propel treatments. Dr. Andre Baptiste has been creating beautiful smiles for over 15 years. Visit them at BaptisteOrthodontics.com. 
and schedule your complimentary consultation. That's BaptisteOrthodontics.com or just drop by and see them at 12 South Park Avenue right across from Kitland Nelson Park. Baptiste Orthodontics looks forward to bracing the Blue Darters for success in 2019 and 2020. Let's go back to Coach Eddie Sanders and, and Joe, and, uh, and now John Perry's joining us as well. And, and you know, uh, guys, one of the things I always—it's always great to when you have a conversation with Coach Rolson. It's amazing. Two things: one is just how direct, direct he is with his answers, but then also the knowledge that he has. You know, I mean, you can just tell just from basic answers to basic questions what, what kind of comprehensive he, knowledge he has of the game of football. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sure Jeff and has watched more film this week than most of us have probably slept this week. I mean, um, he's probably—I you know, don't know if that made sense, but um, but anyway, um, the point Which is, makes is sense. the point <laughs> is he's put in a lot of time this week, and um, you know, because I mean, he, you know, obviously f- football's in his blood, and um, you know, he wants to you know take a popka to you know back to where we want to be. It's good. To, to John Perry and you know John one of the things I think that's interesting about this matchup is you know kind of similar to last week and what you got the contrasting styles just from a, a fan's point of view you've got Sanford Seminole which are you know their calling card if you will their identity is their passing game their three-year starter now quarterback Timmy McClain who actually started as a freshman and had a huge year as a freshman um, and then of course we're the run heavy um, team on offense and, and, and defense certainly has been our identity uh, outstanding defense has been our identity the, 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 this year absolutely um, you know hearkening back to what you said about Jeff you know and his knowledge uh, that's that that alone just tells you why he got the job. I mean, he's just he's got the the years of experience that a place like a Popka needs. He's got the familiarity with a Popka, and uh, then his football knowledge is just you know out the roof uh, as as it should be. Uh, we don't always see that though in uh, in high especially in high school, but even even on into college, <laughs> college. sometimes you make, in a, in a, NFL makes yeah. you wonder. So, but anyway, um, yeah, it's it's definitely. A, a different style of, of offense from both teams. Now, that being said, Seminole wants to run the ball, but nobody particularly has run the ball on a popka this year. Jones got 76 yards, and that's the most, uh, giving up an average of 29 yards a, a game. Uh, you know, somebody usually scrambles for 10 or 15 yards, or you know, gets breaks out, or just uh, go, gets the edge gets sealed, and, and somebody gets around. But that rarely happens. You know, it's once or twice a game, and it's certainly not enough to hurt uh, in terms of the overall game. But uh, so you know, Popka's going to have to. Tim, the difference between in this week and last week is that uh, quarterback Timmy McLean for for Seminole can move. He doesn't particularly want to run. I thought he would have. He doesn't have much more than 100 yards rushing for the season, and I'm sure. And that, of course, would include sacks in high school. It's in the college. It's it's taken off, uh, when a quarterback is sack, sacked. It's taken off his rushing. Uh, statistics so you know but I would imagine there's not been many sacks because he is fairly quick he would at least get the ball close well, to the well line along of that point and you got taken into consideration I mean this is I mean I've been looking at some videos on huddle and keep in mind these are like little snippets of a minute or two minutes or whatever and they are highlights so it's not like watching a whole two or three hour game but 
every 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 video I've seen of McLean, there's not a, a defender near him. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, he's just back there, you know, dealing, taking his time like he's at a day at the beach, looking at this receiver, looking at that receiver. So, I mean, I think that that's one thing to, to think about, about too. And I'm sure Coach Rolson has, has noted that, too, as well. Absolutely. Um, you know, Apopka's rush defense, defense against the run, is second to none uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, pass defense, and I'm not just talking about the the defensive backs. I'm talking about the pass rush as well. Uh, is sometimes fine and sometimes not. Uh, they were going to have to at least contain him and pressure him, mm-hmm. uh, getting to him, making him a little uncomfortable. Don't let him sit back there, like you said, and just kind of mm-hmm. survey the, you know, go one, two, three. Uh, okay, my one receiver's, you know, covered. My two receivers, oh, there's number three. Little dump pass to the back, and uh, it gains 15 yards. Yeah, so. absolutely, because when you watch the film, I mean, um, you know, they'll have two receivers in a bunch, three receivers in a bunch, and it's not just, hey, I'm going to look for this one guy and throw the ball down the field to him. You know, he's reading what's going on, and he's capable very capable, you know, of hitting that open man by reading the progressions. Yep. You know, the, so the one thing different. A, the one thing about him is is when you a lot of the the guys who are very athletic and can move like he does, they want they they look they, if their main guy isn't open, they're taking off. He's the opposite. Mm-hmm. He he's he's going to stand back there like he was uh, a drop back quarterback who's a statue and and. Yeah, he can get out of trouble if he needs to, but uh, he he doesn't want to move. He, I yeah. mean, doesn't want to run the ball. He wants to pass the ball. He's a quarterback yeah. and, and a very good one, obviously. Now, I see our defense. Yeah, then he can get away with that a few times, but then that's going to be it. Yeah. They're going to keep the pressure on him. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, too, because even though he doesn't want to run, you still have to have a game plan to kind of keep him from running, you know, by keeping him in the pocket because – I mean, they scored two touchdowns last week, and one of them was him, you know, kind of getting loose down the middle of the field after looking to pass, you know, bounces off a tackler and runs into the end zone. And, you know, so he's certainly capable. So it's kind of like, um, you know, he can do it, but he doesn't really do it a whole lot. And that goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier is just the um, this at, at, once you get to a third-level playoff game in the state of Florida, you've got top-notch talent. On, on both teams, so you're going to see guys that can make plays that you're not going to see during the regular season, and right. you're going to see guys. Uh, we're going to see guys tonight on both teams that uh, not too long from now they're going to be playing major college football, and who knows, a couple of them, several of them might be playing NFL in a few years. So that that's the kind of talent that you're looking at, and you're going to see guys that can do things that you don't normally see. And I had a question for for John specifically about. Their def- the Sanford Seminole defense. Have you had a chance to, um, you know, look into much what what Sanford Seminole does on defense? Because of course that's another huge part of the equation. Uh, is is our best defense against Timmy McLean is doing what we've been able to do, you know, pretty successfully all season, and that's you know maintain the football on offense. Right. Uh, the Seminole defense is good. I wouldn't call them a popka. Um, but there's I don't know anybody else around here anyway who is, uh, especially against the run. Uh, I, I firmly believe that Apopka will be able to move the ball some. Uh, you know, the the best two rushing games for Apopka this year have been the last two games, two playoff games. Uh, you know, three, I think it was 302 against uh, Flagler Palm Coast and 368 last week against Bartram Trail. 
Now, Bartram Trail, obviously, they had trouble with the, the single wing the year before, giving up 615 yards to Apopka in a regular season game last year. That being said, uh, Seminole is going to present better. I would be shocked if Apopka is able to rack up much. Now, I, I think Apopka will be able to move the chains, but it's going to be somewhat like that first drive against Bartram Trail. In other words, that was a, what, a 14-play drive took that the whole first took, took seven and a half minutes off the clock. Um and that would be great. That'd be wonderful. But on big, on long drives like that, one penalty or one, you know, false start or, or a bobbled ball or something can can you know bring it to an end real quickly. Um, so there's there's a consistency that that the offense is starting to have though, uh, especially this. I mean, this time of year we're not talking about middle of the season uh, games that where they were much better on offense than than maybe now. But uh, and it's because it's the opposite. So. I would I would think a pop could be able to move the ball. You know, last year, I mean, two years ago, a pop scored fifty four on on uh, on Seminole in a first round playoff game over there. But you know, that was a one score game. It was a close game most till, till most late in the third quarters. quarter. A Popka had a, a pick six and a fumble return for a touchdown late to to you know pull it away pull away. Um, so I would I would expect something similar to that, not necessarily not a thirty three point game, but a, but a game where it's it's fairly close the rest the whole way. Um, you know, as you say, Apopka's offense and moving the ball, moving the chains, you know, taking time off the clock is going to be just as important as a, the way Apopka's defense plays. Because if Timmy McLean's on the sideline watching, uh, that's that's to Apopka's advantage. And just one thing, and uh, for you listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central, we're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's, is um, and maybe we can talk about this more when we come back, but I do expect Sanford Simone, I have not seen him play a game this year, but saw him play, uh, I think, last year and the year before. Um, I expect them to be have more athletic talent up and down their lineup than, than the two teams we played so far and I, I'm expecting them to have better talent, especially on the line, than than you know, Bartram Trail and, and Flagler Palm Coast. Yeah, I, I don't I won't say they're more like they're they're closer to Jones probably in, in terms terms of athleticism. Uh, they're not the same up front, I don't think, on either side of the ball. Uh, not that they're bad. Uh, but Jones was exceptional on both offensive mm-hmm. line and defensive he had line. Walls. Yeah, and, and so um, you know, now there again, Timmy McLean doesn't want to run as as quickly as the Jones quarterback did. Although he was very good at passing, mm-hmm. uh, at least in the the second quarter. So, you know, um, I would expect that you'll see athletically, Apopka's not going to out out athlete Seminole, nor vice versa. So, I think that part's a wash. Uh, it's just how you perform, how you play. Popka needs to be consistent on offense uh, and, and move the chains and, and, and keep keep McLean on the sideline. Where in the offense, uh, defense needs to uh, just stuff the run because I, I think they'll probably give up on the run fairly early because uh, these coaches know they look at film obviously and, and they know what's coming and and they've got a kind of game plan around it, so we'll see. But I, I, I do know that, you know, Don Stark, Don Stark, the the head coach at Seminole, is a very good head coach. Anybody who can take University High School to the playoffs, uh, mm-hmm. that that speaks and, volumes. And, and if I'm not, if I remember correctly, didn't we play in twelve? Weren't they our first playoff game over yeah. at University? Yeah, and and, and right. that was a game. Yes. That was not a, a blowout. Yeah, and Popka had some turnovers that game that 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 helped <clears throat> keep it a little closer. It was about a, a two touchdown game, and then I think it was the was it. 
the next year they came over to Apopka. And we scored 77. It, yeah, you know, first play of the game, and Robert Thomas is going 95 or something like that. And it, it was Katie barred the door after that. But I think but Stark had left by then, too. I had he, okay. Uh, anyway, bottom line is we know Stark's. Uh, the, there's sometimes you can go into a game and you think, well, I might be able to outcoach these guys. Mm-hmm. Not not this week. There's, there's an even keel on that. That's a wash as well. We're going to take our next break. When we come back, we'll continue to talk with John Perry, the Popka Chief and Planner, Coach Eddie Sanders, Athletic Director of Popka. Joe and I will stay with you, of course. Coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. Please stay with us on Blue Darter Sports Central. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Porky's in downtown Apopka. That's where Blue Darter Sports Central is broadcasting live from. I'm Joe Ferrara, along with Roger Franklin-Williams, who had to step away for a moment. And we're with John Perry of the Apopka Chief and Planner, the fabulous sports editor, and Coach Eddie Sanders, athletic director for the Apopka Blue Darters. And you guessed it, we're talking Apopka football. Gentlemen, tonight's going to be exciting. I would I would think so. I mean, you know, I'm anticipating a you know good crowd. There's no ch- particular chance of rain tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, weather looks good. It's much better than it's been the first two playoff games uh, for Apopka anyway. And so, you know, bottom line is I think uh, you know the, there'll be the the good crowds from both schools, mm-hmm. and, and then uh, there'll be the those who want to just see a good high school football game uh, will, will be in attendance. And uh, you know, I would urge Apopka fans to get there early. You know, it's yeah. eight dollar ticket. There's Joe and I are getting there early, believe me. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> backstory it's, there, but <laughs> um, you know, there's one gate, and it's on the uh, it's on the the south. I think it's southwest, but it's anyway. It's on the on the visitor side. Actually, is is where the one entrance gate is, and they're encouraging you to bring uh, eight dollars exact change, uh, yeah. and you know that'll obviously help the lines. Cash, there, so. yeah. Oh yes, cold hard. Yeah, uh, cold they hard. they have they are selling online right, tickets uh, at GoFan.com. And they're mobile tickets, so you'll need a smartphone. Um, my wife has purchased hers. Yeah, so. it's actually worked really well. We've probably sold several thousand dollars worth of tickets this year through GoFan, and no problems at all. Um, right. is it, are they scanned? Is it a, is there yeah, a barcode? No, yeah, they, actually, I haven't bought a ticket, obviously, but um, I believe what they, once you, they pull it up on the phone and then they um, kind of validate it when you get to the gate. Okay, yeah, the validation is uh, what I was wondering. Yeah, they have to validate it, so yeah, you're not passing your phone back through the right. fence. Right. Yeah, some <laughs> folks will try to do not that. Not that anybody would do that, right? Yeah, no, never. No, yeah, I can't imagine that. John, I do have a question. Hopefully none of our players are listening because don't want them to have any excuses. But and it certainly didn't hurt us last time we were there because we put 54 points on them. But their field was, was atrocious. Uh, hmm. When we went over there, you know, two years ago. I mean, I remember That's a, a huge, point. huge just just sand pit, like like a sand trap you'd see uh, on a golf course around the twenty yard line. Um, on yeah, the south side and, of the and field. that that can happen because of you know touchback start after at the, after the, at the twenty. I, I you know. And, and a lot of times they're down uh, inside the the ten where extra points start, and then of course where they're held as well. So um, the the thing about that is I don't know that it helps or hurts either team, other than Seminole might be familiar with it, yeah. uh, with the sand piles, uh, you know. So I don't know, Roger. I have no idea. I did not uh, out of the game film I watched. I did not see any. Uh, it did not jump out at me. Let's put it that way. 
you know, I went over to Google to just, just to figure out how to get there. The field did look the same that it looked back then, even though it did have a 2019 date image date stamped on it, but, you know, they might have just rehashed yeah, who an knows? old picture. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Patrick Austin, Sanford Seminole number one fan, is usually up here at Porky, so uh, if we see him a little bit later today, we'll, we'll, ask, we'll ask him. I'm surprised he's not here. <laughs> In fact, he's been the head of the Booster Club for the last 16 mm-hmm. years, so but anyway, um, now, I'd like to talk a little bit about the game last week, because that was such a, a, a wonderful victory. And, uh, John, you seem to be kind of a trend. You've talked about it in the Chief. Is the team really kicking in the second gear, or third and fourth gear in the second half? And, and have had a lot of strong second. That's been the case of the two playoff games, and it was kind of the case down the stretch in the regular season. Can you, you speak to that and maybe some thoughts you have about it? Yeah, they, you know, um, they, it's, it's, been an obvious thing uh and and maybe some of its focus i don't know but but you got to think that there's uh uh some adjustments at, at halftime i know uh there's uh, jeff Rolson i've spoken with him about it a couple of weeks ago he said yeah we we do that but we also need to make adjustments in game uh in the first first half during the game so uh you know he's looking to to do that and that, that was one thing i noticed early with jeff and with Rick, uh, darlington when they were here uh early on especially that 01 season they they really made some some great in-game adjustments and and then halftime being included in that so um, I, I don't think there's any doubt that that there's a lot of uh, things that they're seeing, uh, and you know, of course, they're they're they've got a situation where they see they're able to get because of uh, Wi-Fi, they're able to get. Uh, the, the plays as they happen, and they can look at plays and, and what the like what a defense is doing. For instance, when Apopka played Wakavita in the regular season, 34 to nothing, Apopka win. Sounds like, eh, no big deal. But there were some uh, things that Wakiva was doing defensively early on that, that Apopka wasn't expecting, and so they were able to, to adjust, make adjustments to that, and, and it paid off, and, and they're again in a, in a strong second half. So, um, you know, it's uh, there's uh, a definite uh, bit of coaching and, and adjustments that are being made uh, during the half, and uh, you know we'll see uh, if that if that trend continues tonight. Friends, we're glad you're joining us. You're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central once again. We want to remind you, since we're in the waning moments of the show, that we will broadcast the Class 8A Region One final Apopka on the road at Sanford Seminole tonight, right here on 1520 WBZW pregame. 7.30, kickoffs, excuse me, pregame 7 p.m., kickoff 7.30. Joe and I and Fred Priest will will, uh, will have the action for you. And we'll take a quick break right now. Um, and before we go to break, I want to, of course, let you know that Florida Door Solutions supports Blue Daughter Sports Central, a popular Blue Daughter football broadcast on 1520 WBZW, and all the programs right here on 1520 WBZW. Give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. And find out why Florida Door Solutions has been voted best garage door company for once again. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. 
Welcome back to Blue Dodger Sports Central. Coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street. I'm Roger Franklin Williams, joined by John Perry, the Apopka Chief, Coach Eddie Sanders, of the Athletic Director at Apopka High School, and of course Joe Ferraro talking about the football game tonight versus Sanford Seminole. We're deep into the playoffs, third round playoff game, the Class 8A Region 1 final between Apopka and Sanford Seminole. The game is at Sanford Seminole. You can hear it all right here on 1520 WBZW and our digital platforms starting with the pregame show at 7 p.m. and kickoff at 7.30 p.m. Now, John, could you, I'd like to kind of take this opportunity to have your insights, and I know you always um, you know, predict you know, an outcome of the games, and I haven't had a chance to digest the entire sports page you know, yet, so I don't know exactly how you picked this one, but can you just talk about, share with us kind of your decision-making process and how you broke this game down? I, you know, I ended up picking a pop by eight, which coincidentally, uh, Joe Pinkos, who does a computer thing, uh, has a pop by eight, and it just, you know, the last week it was, he had one a pop by one, and I had a pop by two, and then, you know, so bottom line is, I just, I think a pop I don't see Seminole running the ball at all on a Popka. Popka's defense is good enough, I think, to slow down the passing game for Seminole. And I think the the offense is just starting to click really well. And the you know, offensive line, the changes they've made, uh, you know, uh, they've uh, you know Curtis Spivey, the former defensive lineman, uh, you know, moved to running back, and now with the King Brown back, he's now at blocking back. And uh, you know, that's a that's a that's a pretty good body to throw at, uh, you know, additional blocker in there. So uh, Seminoles are very good. Uh, I don't think there'll be any. You know, two years ago, it's kind of odd because two years ago, Popka did have a couple 75-yard touchdown runs. Uh, but I don't see that happening uh, tonight. So bottom line is, uh, oh, what's that? Oh, that music. Uh, <laughs> that gator music. Um, anyway, uh, I, I feel like Popka will be able to move the ball enough to, to keep McLean on the sideline and uh, score points. I, I just don't. I think this Popka team's playing very well and, and uh, would be very surprised if it's, if it's it one-sided either way, but especially if it's one-sided uh, in Seminole's favor. You know, and one thing that I've kind of noticed, and Spivey I think is a great example of something we kind of talked to Coach Rolson about and that's kind of developed over the course of the season are the guys, second and third tier guys, if you will, have come up and really emerged and been really good football players and are playing key roles. And what I mean, guys that aren't, you know, I mean, obviously we've got Jalen Carter who the whole world knows about him. And, you know, Loman obviously is the quarterback and he's a great talent. Um, you know, we, we got a few other high, higher profile guys, but, you know, a lot of guys that are just rank and file players have just have really played some good football this year, especially yeah. down the stretch. Well, and Spivey is on the defensive line. He's right. fairly well known. A lot known. of guys have, 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 but, have shown vers- versatility. Yeah, absolutely. And for him to move to, you know, uh, to offensive uh, running back and then now at blocking back, uh, gosh, that's just a, a huge thing. And, you know, there's been a, there's a couple other uh, defensive linemen who uh, sp- split time on the offensive line and on the defensive line still. So that's, that's huge. Uh, 
uh, you know, obviously, uh, if you're wondering about the kicking game, you know, that's not, I don't know that that's going to particularly change this week. Uh, oh, yeah, you forgot to ask about the kicking game, Joe. Uh, but, but, uh, <laughs> uh, and so, you know, Pop is going to have to fight through that. That was a joke. He's going to have to fight through that. You know, the, the one other th- item that I just want to mention real quick is that the winner of this Papapica Seminole game will host a state semifinal next Friday, you know, the day after Thanksgiving. So uh, that, that's based on the RPI, the new RPI stuff. So, uh, I, frankly, I would love to see an Apopka Osceola game because, of course, Jeff Rolson spent four years as Osceola's head coach, and uh, uh, they're still very similar in what they do on, on both sides of the ball uh, down there. So I, I would think that that would be a, a – something that knowing Jeff he'd love to to be able to play them and and uh and uh continue the mastery of of that. Yeah, so. I'd love to have a little extra work next week to get ready for a game like that. Absolutely. Be awesome. You know, get those uh chicken biscuits, uh, players get those chicken biscuits yeah. on Thanksgiving morning when they're practicing. So uh, looking yeah, forward to yeah. it. Big hurdle tonight, though, at Sanford Seminole, and we'd look forward to being there to share it all with you. Before we go into our show, I want to give a shout-out to Dr. Amy Davis and Central Florida Audiology and let you know that if you or a loved one are missing precious moments due to poor hearing, Dr. Amy Davis and the professionals at Central Florida Audiology can help you get those moments back. Visit centralfloridaaudiology.com to schedule your appointment and start hearing better today. That's Central Florida FloridaAudiology.com, Dr. Amy Davis, second-generation Apopka Blue Darter alumni. Well, John, Coach, we look forward to seeing you over at Stanford Seminole tonight. Looking forward to it. It should be a good one. And, Coach, any other any thoughts you'd like to no, share with us? I'm just excited. I would just say um, get there early, especially if you're buying tickets. Bring $8 if you're paying the cash, of course, or a good go fan. And get there early, get a seat, and share on the Blue Darters. Well, friends, we hope that, you, of course, we'll see you there in person tonight. But if you can't make it, we look, invite you to tune in, encourage you to tune in right here on 1520 WBZW and online at 1520WBZW.com and with our 1520WBZW app. It's great to be with you. Have a great day and a great weekend. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.